This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly coaching moments with Ryan D'April. Uh, this is our series we do. If you're not familiar yet with Ryan D'April, um, or if you're new to the show, uh, Ryan comes on every month to give our listeners and our viewers a coaching moment and a coaching session. So let me tell you about Ryan. Ryan D'April is a progressive thought leader focused on providing for his agents and staff at D'April Properties. His strengths are his motivational skills, his coaching style, and his dedication to training. He has 14 offices throughout Chicagoland, and also he has offices in Wisconsin, Indiana, and Michigan with hundreds and hundreds of top real estate agents. D'April Properties is a coaching company with eight strategic coaches who work week in and week out with every agent individually focused on business planning, coaching, and accountability. If you'd like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just not getting the attention you need, check out D'April Properties. Visit dapralproperties.com. That's D-A-P-R-I-L-E properties.com. Welcome once again, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, DJ. And guess what? We're also now in Florida too, by the way. That oh, in addition, fun, to funny ones. story. We ran into each other in the airport as you were going down there to uh, to, to solidify that deal. And we happened to be on the same flight. So uh, yes, I'm, you did. I, I, in fact, you let me a mask. You, yeah, your girlfriend let me a mask. I was in trouble. I walked in I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot a mask. Remember that? And that's right. That's right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Um, so you guys are now, so now I have to include Florida and where, where is that? Where are you guys located in Florida? Miami, right? Uh, yeah, we're starting in Miami. Yeah. So we're really excited. You got a great crew down there. Um, a wonderful leader and, uh, yeah, gosh, I don't know when that was. I think that was in the spring when we ran into it was. So, um, so that's exciting and I'm waiting for the weather to turn. So I'm going to quote unquote, have to get down there a lot for work. (laughs) It's uh, it's my, my sister lives in Tampa. And so we go down uh, for the, the major holidays in the winter, uh, because why not? And um, great, right. great reason to get down there just to avoid. Although we have been having here where Ryan and I are, are really headquartered here in Chicago. And um, we've been having some just amazing weather uh, lately. So I'm excited to. It is. To- it is. Yeah. But Florida is awesome. And Miami is so rich in culture. I just I, I love it down there. I, lo- I love it all. I, in every part of, you know, I love uh, Tampa and Siesta over there. And I love also, you know, Naples and, and the golf course, sure. in Naples, they all, and then you get up to Jacksonville, that beautiful St. Augustine area, yeah. um, our oldest city yeah. in the country. It's just, uh, it's got a lot to offer there. And just like anywhere, you know, you find, uh, y- you find what you look for in life, man. And there's a lot of beauty out there. And so we're down there and just looking around, my like, God, this is a great place to be. 
Yeah, my my parents are going to be staying in Clearwater for the second straight winter. Uh, right on, they have a found a got a place right on the beach, and that has like been their life stream. Um, so so I may, who knows maybe one day I'll end up down there with my sister and my parents. But uh, but for now I'm here in the Midwest with you. Um, and uh, but we have listeners all over the place. We have lots of Florida listeners as well as people from all over the country trying to grow their real estate practice. And and Ryan, this is what he does. He works directly with his coaches and he coaches agents as well. And so if you're new to the show, uh, this is our, our sort of, uh, uh, not our sort of, this is our coaching moment that we do every month. So where, what would you like to talk about today? Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, I think about hello to my South Dakota listeners, because I had a couple from South Dakota call me and uh, now I'm coaching them a little bit here and there. And it's, I'm nice. really glad that they reached out. And yeah. And I, you know, I think you and I have said it before, I'm very reachable. You know, you're, you're an agent anywhere and you just want a little advice or whatnot, you know, I'm just like you, just pick up the phone, give me a call. We'll, we'll talk it out. Uh, what do we want to talk about today? You know, um, what I think um, would be a good point. It's, I, I was in Chicago this morning and I'm driving again, I'm heading up to another one of our offices, but this morning uh, they had me do a, a, a big uh, coaching session. And I talked to probably a, a room full of 30 agents, a uh, combination of brand new agents in the industry and veterans that have recently joined us. And they bring them in just to, and have me do a, a, a coaching session for about two hours with them. And kind of my overarching theme for today, and I figured why not do it on today's call as well, is really effort over ability. Yeah. And I think um, if you really pause and you think about that, I, I tell people all the time, I can't coach drive. I can't coach effort. Um, and I would take effort over ability any day of the week. And that's an empowering statement for anybody listening, because I think we all have so many limiting beliefs that hold us back. And quite honestly, it's, are you committed to the grind? And are you committed to, you know, having grit like Angela Duckworth's book, uh, grit, uh, you know, spells out for us. And again, if you guys haven't read the book, just YouTube her. Um, a lot of similar underlying principles in that book, as in many other books, uh, about ability over, or excuse me, effort over ability. And I figured that why don't we make that our theme here. Why don't we talk about, you know, what it is to make somebody great in their industry, be it real estate, mortgage lending, insurance, uh, you know, whatever. I, I actually, you know, I, I feel like DJ, we appeal to many different industries on your podcast, not just real estate, but obviously our listeners are real estate agents, but what they more are, they're entrepreneurs or as people call them, solopreneurs, right? You're on your own, you're doing it. And that's what it is when you jump into real estate, you, you venture out and you're opening up your own business and you're going to do that, man, you better have grit. You better have effort. You better have desire and you better have a big why behind it. And I figure, why don't we just kind of touch on that? Yeah, I think that's great. I, I just got back from the gym, speaking of grit, and I have was somebody who for most of my life, uh, almost all of my life, really never had a regular workout routine. Uh, be, I am not naturally somebody who wants to go to the gym. Um, I, I know maybe people would laugh and go, well, me too. But there are people that love to go to the gym and are able to ease more easily get themselves there. And it was always a struggle for me. And so I got a coach, in this case, a personal trainer. And um, all she said is when I first went to see her, uh, she, she said, all you ever have to do is just do the work. She goes, I will correct all of your form. I will correct all of your ability. Yeah 
but you, you have to do the push-ups and you have to do the pull-ups and, and all of the things that she goes, you, if all you do is just focus on the effort, I will, I will correct the, I will get you to the ability. And, um, you know, a, a year, a year goes by and I look in the mirror and, and it's not, I'm no Adonis, but all of a sudden I have muscles that I never had before. And I still am the guy who doesn't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do the work because it's hard and painful. Uh, but I've made it a, a practice and I have a accountability. And, and so, uh, just to shove in an, an, another quick point. So then I just recently went on this very long, very, uh, very fortunate to go on a long vacation. I was gone for about three weeks um, and I really wasn't able to work out. I mean, I guess I could have shoehorned it in, but we were so busy. I just wasn't, a, I didn't do it. And I, and I knew I, as soon as I came back, I would be, I would be uh, in pain. And, and I came back and within three weeks of off of my routine, um, I have lost probably half of my strength. Um, and that's how quickly uh, yep. you know, and how important effort is. And if I would have just done 20 pushups a day, I probably would be in better shape now. And I'll be back within a week or two, but I'm always amazed at how, um, how much results you can get if you apply, uh, you know, consistency and grit, but then how quickly as just a warning to everyone, how quickly it can dissipate when you get off of that schedule. So anyway, I'm just throwing on that little anecdote, uh, but I am back to the gym. So hopefully I'll be strong again very shortly. Well, you know, and I, it, that, that, you know, is, is similar to a brand muscle yeah. and, you know, as, as real estate agents, you know, your, your brand has equity, it has strength or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, a lot of agents, you know, a lot of agents also fall behind their company brands and they get drowned out and they're kind of missing the point. Um, right. You are the brand um, and you need to brand yourself. And branding can happen in many different ways, as we talked about, you know, being in flow with your, your network and focusing on the relationship and deepening those relationships. And then your, your, your marketing efforts, such as, you know, your advertising, your direct mail, you know, your digital marketing, your email marketing, and then your local outdoor marketing in your neighborhood. Where are you? Are you present? Are you omnipresent? You better be, you know, if you want to, you know, be at the pinnacle of your career, if you want to take your, your business to a whole new level. And, um, you know, I think about you being gone for three weeks and this is just an off the cuff question. I got to ask you DJ, but did you miss work and did you miss working out while you were gone? Uh, I did not miss working out because I am not naturally inclined to want to do that. Um, I, I did miss work. However, I, I, one of the, one of the smarter things I've done in my life, because I knew I'd be away for long is I set up systems to where I have a uh, virtual assistants who were checking my email, my voicemail, and we created a system where every day I would check in with them, make sure nothing fell through the crack. And so three weeks went by and I came back and I, and I said, far as I know, nothing fell through the cracks, right? And they said, absolutely not. So I had a system so that allowed me to take a little bit of a break. I was still checking in daily, but um, I, I did miss uh, being present with my my business. Um, what I do is recruit agents. So I, I did miss that, but thankfully it seemed to uh, not, uh, whereas my muscles took a hit from not being exercised, I was still, uh, my systems for work were, were still in place. And, and I think we, we kind of moved along pretty, pretty smoothly, which I was grateful for. Right. And, and that's what I was, you know, and, and what I was speaking to, um, this room full of agents this morning is, um, the love for the grit and grind. Yeah. And, and I tell everybody success is a choice and it, and it truly is. Yes, it, it is. You absolutely have cho chosen to be successful or not. You've chosen to be successful or you've chosen not to be. 
And the best, the best part of this business is the independence, but it comes with a huge price. And that price is self-reliance. And, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, like holding themselves accountable and people don't like placing blame on themselves. But in this business, there's nowhere to hide. And it, it comes right back to you. Now you'll have the financial freedom. You can, you know, you can control your own destiny, but the price tag that that comes with is self-reliance and you've got to be a self-starter. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable or find somebody to hold yourself accountable and coming full circle back to the choice part of this. You got to choose to be in love with the grind. And, and you, have to, you, you have to choose it. You have to re-choose it every single morning, uh, in my opinion. You know, it's something I, that you have to really go every day. What is my why? Like you always talk about, why am I doing this? And do I like doing it? And uh, I'll tell you when it comes to the gym, I don't like working, you know, doing push-ups until I collapse, but I like that I did the push-ups until I collapse. I'm proud of myself. So um, I, the thing I like about it is just being the pride of knowing that I did something really hard that was healthy for me, um, whether it's my business or, or, or exercise or spiritual stuff or hanging out with friends or something that's difficult but hard. I just love the fact of how I feel after I do something that, that I'm proud of. Yeah. And if you look at top performers in athletics, right. And, 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 um, and you look at them uh, practicing and how hard they're pushing their bodies there is no way that they can say, I don't like this and do it. Right. They right. have to choose and they have to convince themselves that they love it. Yeah. Maybe after retirement, they're not doing it anymore and they're not pushing themselves anymore because they, they naturally don't love it. But I have trained myself to love the grind. It's yeah, hard. Me too. It's, it's not, it's not easy. And when I do go on vacation with my family, I start to lose purpose and fulfillment. I mean, again, I'm having fun. My wife, my girls, you know what I mean? But yeah, four or five days in a row on a, on a Caribbean island does get a little mundane and yeah. it just takes me out of my element. But that's because I chose to be so focused on my end results that I chose to love to get up and go at it. It's hard. It's not easy. But psychologically, it has made it a lot easier, made it a passion for me because I chose to. So there's a lot of psychology in this, you guys. Um, and it's not like it turning a switch. Like this is, it's a marathon, it's day in and day out. And every day, week, month, quarter, and year that you commit to doing this, the more and more it becomes natural for you, the more you fall in love with it. And the more you realize when you're gone, you, you start to miss it. And then you look at those top performers, you know. There's no way Michael Phelps, you know, would naturally love doing 500 laps in the swimming pool. But I would bet all I have that he convinced himself to love it. Sorry, I'm honking at somebody who's in front of me here. It's not the red lights. No, but 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 what Five you're saying cars, is I guess. What you're saying is really important because I, I, I what I did miss uh, when I was away and wasn't exercising, and I mean, we were hiking and doing other things, but as far as strength sure. training, I missed again how good it feels 
to exercise because I don't have natural ability and talent in that area. And I think this is a good metaphor for, for, and you basically just said the same thing, which is if you can fall in love with the grind and, and I don't even like the word grind because people think that's a negative thing. If you can fall in love with just the, dis, the discipline, um, right. The, the, but they think then, it's, it, it isn't gone. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just no, no, no. I was just going to say that if you can fall in love with the hard work and it it's hard isn't doesn't mean unenjoyable. It just means difficult, difficult. but everything in life that's worthwhile is difficult. So if you can just get in your mind that if you're doing something hard, then you don't have to worry as much about your talent. You have to just worry about the discipline because you'll get better. You're going to get better if you put in the work. Well, and that's the whole point of this. And for all the listeners here is effort over ability. And so everybody has all these limiting beliefs and they think and they classify themselves and they compare themselves, which, right, it's the thief of all joys, compare yourself to others. But, you know, they think one person has this and the other person has that. At the end of the day, you can have it all if you're willing to put in the effort. And there are so many people who are afraid of failure that they don't do it and then they tell others that they don't really want it they don't care about it and that is the worst thing to do to yourself nobody's watching you nobody nobody's judging you i mean everybody is so wrapped up in their own insecurities and their own self-doubt that they're not focusing on you you got to take that and, and i'm telling you i've coached thousands of real estate agents and i've i've seen all kinds and i've seen there's there's a there's a there's there's a kind out there that the pretends not to care. And, oh, I don't want to be that top agent. I don't want to be that. That's bullshit. That is a protection that you're doing for yourself. You are protecting your ego and you're not doing yourself a favor because if you put in the effort, you're not going to fail. There's no way. I've never seen anybody put in the effort to the principles that I've discussed in previous podcasts, the very simple activities that you have to put in and that you'll get out, the byproduct you'll get out of it. None of that is going to come down to ability or even really skill set. It all is, are you committed? Are you committed to putting in the effort, getting to you where you want to be? And, you know, and all these little cliches is like life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I mean, that shit's real. You know, it's, 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 it, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, you know, I've talked about being in flow with your, your network. And I've also I've preached that don't call your network and ask for referrals. It's going to cheapen relationships. Yep. So that's not the, that's not the comfort part that I'm talking about. I'm talking about, are you uncomfortable having a routine? Are you uncomfortable like getting up and starting your business day at night? I mean, so many real estate agents, you know, quote unquote, work from home and they end up doing their laundry, their housekeeping, you know, driving their kids around and doing whatnot. That's, that's not, that's not, going to work, you know, and, you know, I, I, I sent a message to all of our, you know, real estate agents. We have, I think we have 15 offices and we're opening up like four or five more. And my offices that we're opening up, we're going bigger versus smaller because as I walk through all of my offices, I see the usual us suspects there all the time. And you know, who they are DJ, the top producers, the top, they're the top producers. They, they, they leave their home. They come, they're not, they're not there nine hours a day. But they're there all the time. They, they're there four or five days a week. They're there for two hours. And when they're there, they're purposeful. They, you know, their, their attention, right, is focused on what their intention is. And they're doing the things we discuss 
day in and day out, two hours a day. And because of that, they have the financial results that they have. They have the accolades that they have. They've got the brand recognition within their community and their network as being a top producing real estate agent. And they got there through that ugly word, grind and yeah. grit. They got there by putting in the effort. Um, and for all of those of you listening here, you know, I, I have talent joining our organization every day. And I tell our leadership team, give me effort over ability because yeah. I have seen all the ability in the world, all the natural given ability. They got the socioeconomic ability, but they do not have the effort. I can't tell you how many, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed on my podcast who are top 1% producers from, in fact, this happens more often than not from all over the country who say, when I started, I either moved to the city and I didn't know even one person. I had no sphere of influence. Most of the top producers I've interviewed in this business and, and, I, it, maybe it's just luck that they reach out to us and they're all very similar, but I don't think so. I think this is pretty consistent. They weren't handed a book of business. Now there are people whose parents were in the business and they inherited and that happens, but, but very rarely That's on few, this show. few, far, few, few yes. and far between. Less That's than 1%, I'm sure of, of the top it, agents are. Yeah. It, it is. And the top agents made it on their own. Mm -hmm. And actually look at their background. They had a desire to be there. Um, I, I, I do think that you are at a benefit in this country if you have, if you come from uh, a more fluent background in this business and you have a better network. But the funny thing is, is those tend to be sometimes the laziest people out there, unfortunately. Sure. And it's the ones that, that want that and they have the grit and they have the grind. And I tell my wife, I'm like, I'm nervous. You know, we're giving our children a beautiful lifestyle, you know, and, and my mom and dad gave me a great lifestyle, but I, I'll tell you, we were the we were the poorest family on the block and I grew up with friends that were insanely affluent and I want it. And so I've got that grit and that grind for it. And, you know, my children have been raised, uh, I will say in the lap of luxury. Um, but I'm going to beat that message down to them is that, you know, 80% of the top 20% of this country has made it in their own lifetime. You know, 80%, let me say that again for the listeners, 80% of the top 20% wealthy in our country have made it in their own lifetime. And whether you like it or not, that is the beauty of capitalism. And a lot of people right now don't like that. But because of it, you know, you can come from the ashes and make, I mean, look at all of the individuals and, and, and do a little test for yourself. Name the wealthiest of the wealthy that you know. And you might get a handful of second generations, say, uh, I don't know, Pritzkers, right? Or what's another, right. another second, uh, the Hyatt, what's that family, the uh, uh, what's that Hilton's right. Yes. Those, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. stretching the figure second generation, but now yeah. let's do Zuckerberg, Oprah Winfrey, Will Smith, Jay-Z, Michael Elon Jordan, Musk. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, uh, Warren Buffett, mm. all, all made it in their own lifetime. You know, that is what's so amazing about this country. What's also so amazing about this country is that we are so wealthy of a country is that I think people have a jaded, uh, reality, what, what, what we really got going on here. And honest to God, every one of those individuals from Jay-Z to Will Smith to Elon Musk, uh, I will get, I'll, I tell you right now it's, and it's, it's effort over ability. Those people I, grind. I, I interviewed, um, 
for those of who are listening, who are Chicago-based agents, the top one of the top agents in Chicago's name's Matt Laracy. He's always in the top five producers, and we have about forty-five thousand real estate agents here in in our area. He doesn't. So he, is, does, he doesn't work hard at all. Yeah. So he, <laughs> I asked funny. him. I, I, I asked him. From afar. I asked him. Uh, hey, Matt, why do you think you're you know usually number one or number two? Uh, how did you, you know, how, what's the secret? Yeah. He goes, he goes, I want it more than everyone. He God goes, I right just, he, I, he goes, I work harder. Uh, he, he's, yep. he doesn't even see, I don't think competition. He just goes, I just want it more. He goes, I said, and he goes, no, that's it. I just want it more. You, you could see it a mile away. Yeah. It, there's no way yeah. what that guy does is effortless. No, he, he grinds. His, he does. You know what I mean? And so do the other top producers from Mario in Chicago, right? From uh, Mario uh, Greco to uh, Emily Sachs uh, Wong to, uh, 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 oh God, what's the other guy in Roscoe Village who does an incredible business. Um, Anyways, you know, to Don McKenna, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. These these people weren't, you know, they're not lucky. These people work their asses off. Well, day in, day out. Don's at the top. Mario's at the top. They're yeah. not stopping. No. And they're going and they, every day. And they do appear to be lucky for those that don't have a closer right. insight. And the reality of it is, if you just put the effort in, luck favors the bold. Like luck will come your way, but you have yeah. to put in the hours. You have to put in your 10,000 hours, as Gladwell would say. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, and it's true. And, and, and again, you know, I, I've been saying this over and over again, I can't coach drive. I can't coach effort, but what I'm starting to do is I'm trying to bring it to the top of everybody's consciousness Yeah, that it is a direct relation to your results. It's, uh, are you willing to put in the time and the effort that it takes? Uh, and then the excuses, well, this person's got that and that person has this, that's not going to get you anywhere. You put in the effort, your output will be just like anybody else's. And I'm telling you, those top people that we just mentioned from Matt to uh, Don to Mario, all right, they, they're not stopping. Their effort's there. Now, it's getting easier for them, but I think if you walk in their footsteps and for a day, if you're new at this or you're, you're, you're not, you're, you've been doing it for 10 years but not at their level, you'd be exhausted because they're so used to putting that effort in. And I bet you anything that they would tell you that they absolutely love it because they taught themselves to love it. And the moment they stop, like you were saying, four or five days on a vacation, I was out for three weeks. Now, thankfully, I was pretty connected, but but I, I still noticed it. My muscles atrophied, my business to a small degree atrophied because I wasn't in the office eight hours a day. And I, I have a, a great anecdote that I've heard um, that I'll just quickly mention about how quickly once you stop doing the hard work and you can immediately correct course correct anytime that happens and we're all human and there will be times when we don't you know find uh the 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 courage to keep going and and or we get off of our routine but i heard Pavarotti, who who passed away some time ago um one of the maybe the greatest singer in, in in our you know modern history he said if i stop practicing for one day I notice when he's doing his vocal uh, practicing, his singing, he said, I notice after one day, after two days, my coach, by the way, best singer in the world has a coach, uh, says my coach notices after three days, the world notices. So that's how important it is 
to, to just every day, somehow find that grit, that drive to just keep going. That's right. And then again, you know, um, going back to the Toyota manufacturing system, which I had talked to you before about, which is what our dashboard is built on. You know, you need to have the tools to visually see your flows and you need the tools to be able to visually see your actions. Um, and, you know, it, it, the tools to see your results is great, but having the transparency to measure your activities uh, is incredibly important. And, you know, and I have people that have the tools at the fingertips and they say, you know, Ryan, I don't, you know, I do it, but I don't record it. Well, then that's just not doing it. That's like my, my, my eighth grader saying, dad, I did my homework. I just didn't, I didn't write the answers on this sheet. Right. You know, it's, it's, you know, these excuses are bullshit and we all just got to learn to call ourselves out on our own bullshit. And this is why I think it's really helpful to have a council of people, or at least someone in your life who yep. you allow, whether it's a coach or a friend or a mentor, or, you know, your, your managing broker, if you're a real estate agent or, or a trainer or somebody who can say, Hey, uh, I am going to tell you the uncomfortable truth sometimes, and nobody's perfect. So there's always, you know, going to be things that you're not doing uh, because, you know, we can't all do everything ourselves. Um, but you need to have people in your life that you listen to and say, hey, I've noticed you don't seem to be doing X, Y, or Z, um, or who is tracking your performance and saying, you know, let's let's figure out how to get you back on track. And that's, it's okay to fall off the track. We, we all fall off all of our, you know, our tracks from time to time, uh, whether it's our relationships or, or our, our business or our, our eating or exercise or spirituality or whatever, uh, we all, you know, nobody's perfect, but you need to have people uh, in your life that can, can push you back towards, you know, the right path. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what we try to do at our, at our organization. It's, it's where we are a, a coaching company for all types from, you know, $50 million a year producers, an $85 million producing loan officer annually to, you know, a new agent doing three, four, $6 million of production a year. Uh, everybody, you know, again, in our business, the double-edged sword to this is, is the freedom that comes along with it. Uh, but then with the freedom comes a total lack of accountability. That's why the failure rate is so incredibly high in this industry. Um, and, and I think the fix is, is, is the surrendering and the vulnerability and looking at either a hired coach or an organization that has coaches in-house and saying, Hey, um, I'm going to look at you as my manager. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to control my own financial destiny, but I'm going to look at you as my manager. It's my coach, you know, put whatever word you want to put in there. And I'm going to come report to you once, twice a week. And I'm going to tell you how I'm doing and where I'm at. And by having eyes on me, it'll help me feel the, whatever you want it to be, the guilt, the pressure to doing the activities I need to do. Give me that person. You're going to see a top producer in a year or two. Yeah. Being coachable, I know is, is a huge part of, of your uh, philosophy of success because you guys are a coaching institution and you coach your agents and the results are there. Um, how does somebody uh, know if they're cult cult coachable or not? Um, just out of curiosity, because you obviously, I'm sure, have met people who aren't coachable. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. It is a tool, right? Our, our tool is our proprietary dashboard that we created and it brings transparency to the table. And it's like, hey, we're going to dedicate an hour. We're going to tell you what to do. Here you go. Here's some tasks. See you in a week or two weeks. 
And then you have those that do it and they're like, all right, coach, what's next? What's next? And you have those like, ah, you know what? I had this and I was here and I didn't get that, but I didn't do this and I'll get to it. You know, and after three, four or five times, then you have the conversation. Like, hey, what's the point? We're just having coffee with each other. Right. And it's a hard conversation right. to have with people, but it's like, hey, you know, my hourly rate is a thousand dollars. I'm giving it to you at no cost here. If you're not going to use it, then, hey, you, you don't have to be coached at this company. You right. don't have to be, you know, um, and when you want to be come back, it's here, but Hey, we've done this four or five times and you're not doing it. So this is kind of pointless when you're ready and you're in that mindset, we are here for you. So, you know, it's something, you know, for, you know, everybody to understand, I guess with, you know, our organization, we have people that are a company that are amazing lone wolves and they come in every once in a while. They're not coached. They, some of them are top producers and they're wonderful additions to our culture. Um, then there's individuals that are top producers and they're coached all the time. And there's other individuals, they, they want to get coached to show up, but they don't, they can't follow through. And we just have to have that, you know, that expression that come to Jesus say, when you're ready, we'll be ready. I agree. And, you know, this is where, um, finding your, knowing your why, and maybe that's what I said earlier about finding grit every day. Maybe the pathway to that is revisiting your why, because grit is, is it's tough sometimes. I mean, it's tough all the time. And if you, like, I know Ryan, you, you have, uh, for all of your businesses and the, the way you've grown your business, you, it is the reason for building those businesses isn't to just build businesses and keep expanding. You have very specific personal reasons that, you know, goals for yourself that are maybe non necessarily financial, but, you know, with the result of having the businesses grow to a certain size, allow you to achieve your why. Um, so I don't, and, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't ask you to share your personal why uh, for, for all your businesses with us, but can we talk about how finding your why connects you to that, to the energy to then push through the tough times. Sure. Yeah. And there's, there's different, I feel that there are different levels of why. Okay. Mm. And your baseline why should be based on fear. Here's what I mean. Yeah. You're motivated by one of two things, uh, pleasure or the avoidance of pain. Yeah. Okay. So, Pleasure, an award, an award, right? A reward, excuse me, uh, or avoidance of pain. I think your baseline why should be the avoidance of pain. I think 90% of us are motivated by the avoidance of pain. And, you know, if I were to go back uh, 16 years when I jumped in the real estate business, you know, um, I was, I was, I almost would say I was depressed having a boss. I was, I was depressed with the FaceTime and the, the suit and tie every day and, you know, needing to go to grad school to get to my promotion. I, you know, to me, it just felt like a cattle on a cart and it just, it felt like grade school and high school and all over again to me. So um, I got a real estate license and I started making a living like, you know, on the side while I had my corporate America. By the way, my boss, in case he ever listens to this, my former boss was such a great guy. I mean, I love them. All right. So it wasn't like anybody's being mean to me. It's just, it was my ethos. It was how I was, I was built. It, I was depressed doing it. I had a ton of success and I was making a ton of money, but you know, getting on a plane and, and being in North Carolina when my newborn was at home and then going to grad school at night when, you know, my wife and newborn were having dinner, like, fuck that. That wasn't for me. <laughs> sure. And so, so, um, 
my baseline why was a fear of having to go back to that. Sure. My baseline why is, you know, my beautiful parents who gave us a beautiful life who fought over money and like not fought, but like, you know, our hard times was, it was over money, right? Five kids, you know, dad sold, you know, spark plugs and fan belts and made 25% profit margins on it. You know, um, you know, my dad saw his neighbors driving Mercedes and my dad was driving in 1994 and 1978 beat up Lincoln, you know, mm. and that scared me, you know, and that's my baseline. Why in the beginning? Now, my other whys have evolved. All right. They've evolved greatly, but I had to start with the first baseline why of avoidance of pain. And you could bet your bottom that that is still deep down in me. Uh, and I think that is why the majority of the top 20% of our country are self-made because Oprah came from that background. Will sure. Smith came from back, that background. You know, Warren Buffett, even, I mean, prominent, you know, middle-class family, but like really look at everybody. Their, their, their baseline why probably came from avoiding a pain. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny too, because we don't like to think about pain as a positive motivator, but I will tell you, uh, thinking that, you know, my boss could fire me at any moment, which he absolutely could do. And, uh, it helps to get me out of bed a little bit earlier in the morning than I might want, might want to get up. And it's not, I'm not terrified. I'm, I don't walk around stressed out all day that I'm going to be, uh, you know, let go, but certainly having a healthy fear of, of, you know, a negative uh, implication in my life, which would be paying my bills. And I just bought a place, um, boy, it, it, the avoidance of that pain, uh, gets me up a little bit. Now I also have things I'm, uh, I have that pleasure that I'm shooting for too, which is I want to earn a certain income so that I can provide for, for my family, but a little bit of pain and pleasure. I think they call that a propulsion system. Something that pushes you from behind and pulls you towards a goal is, is a good thing. So I, I I'm curious on, on your thoughts about having both, uh, the, the pain that pushes you, uh, away from, you know, some sort of catastrophe and also the pleasure and it sort of, they move sort of in the same, same direction at the same speed. So if you can sort of get in the middle, of that. Uh, I think it's it, the carrot and the stick, I guess. I'm curious on your thoughts. Yeah, I think if I'm, if I'm really honest with myself deep down, I mean, you know, I admire people. I so admire people who are content in life uh, because I'm not because I'm scared. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it just, it, it, it just it, what it comes down to. And I push myself and I'll open up four more offices and I'll hire, you know, you know, five more people in a specific department, you know, and um you know, I have a, I have a team of software engineers that now work at my firm that have families. I'm scared. I got to serve. I got to support these people. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, scared could be a harsh word, but you know, I'm motivated because I never want to have to say to them and say, guys, we can't make payroll. And that's, that's my motivation is avoidance of that pain. So I'm up and I'm at it. And I'll tell you something like, it doesn't sound that sexy or, uh, appealing to say, Oh my God, this guy's successful because he's afraid. But the flip side of it, man, I got a great life. I travel with my right. wife. I travel with my kids. I, you know, I spend the summers in Lake Geneva. I'm able to coach their teams and be where they are. Why? Because of my fair, I work my ass off. And because I'm disciplined, I am busy being productive versus busy, just being busy. And Robin Sharma says it the best. He said, most people are just busy being busy. 
you know, yeah. I'm laser focused. Why? Because I'm afraid that if I'm if I'm spending my time not wisely, I might have to regress back to working at an auto parts store on Cicero Avenue in Chris in Crestwood. Yeah. You know, and again, it wasn't like torture or horrible. It's just again, it's like it's not where I wanted it to be. And so it drove me. Yeah, fear, fear is a good thing. Fear is the, you know, what keeps us, you know, in our lanes while we're driving our cars and 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 the fear of uh, bankruptcy or the fear of not paying yes. our, our rent or our mortgage. These are good yep. things because we have to, you know, you have to be in touch with with that. And, and if that's your main motivator, and as long as it's not negatively impacting your health or, or, or your, your family life, then yes, I mean, geez, be afraid. Uh, but realize that that fear is going to give you everything thing you want if you just uh you know the if, if everyone hasn't uh, heard of this book it's, it's traditionally used for creative people but i encourage everybody to read it it is called the war of art not the art of war which is sun Tzu, which is a, an interesting book but the war of art um and stephen pressfield is the author and he talks all about resistance his he says the biggest enemy in your life is resistance. And if you can just conquer resistance, you're going to have everything you want. He talks the same thing. Talent's not necessary, but hard work and discipline is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And I think that's what I wanted our listeners to get out today. It's that, you know, um, you can't coach effort or desire, but you know what, you can create it within yourself. And I think you need to make it, you know, your number one focus is, am I putting in the effort and do I have the desire? And am I waking up every morning in this business, realizing it's me, nobody's going to do it for me. Hey, real last question. I'm just curious because Ryan, for those of you who aren't uh, maybe here in the local Chicago area, who who or or, or in Indiana, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, etc., um, who might not be as familiar with Ryan and his companies. Ryan is obviously incredibly successful, which is why we, we have him on the show because we highlight successful people. Um, but I am curious uh, if you were to honestly. Uh, when you evaluate yourself, we talked about talent at the beginning. Do you consider yourself a talented person or, 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 or not just out of, with, with your businesses or are, do you consider it mostly just a lot of hard work or is it a mixture of both? I, 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 I think it's hard work primarily. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a tough question to answer. I mean, here, I, I might've said this in the show to you before I, you know, I went to high school, the same high school that my daughters are going to. You know, and I went to high school in 1990 as a freshman for four years. You know, I, I walked into freshman class as a freshman, as a 14-year-old, and um, a thousand kids. We all had English, math, science, social studies, and whatnot. But next to each subject were letters. So you'd be in, say, social studies, H, which stood for honors. Or you're in social studies S, which stood for superior. Or you're in social studies R, which stood for regular. Or you're in social studies G, which stood for, I thought, good. Because every <laughs> subject I had was G next to it, general. And so for, by PhDs, right, our, our superintendent was a doctor, our dean was a doctor in academics. I was told by all of them. I was below regular in every single subject. I had to take an ACT score and I have nephews and friends and nieces that scored twice what I got my second attempt on it. So I don't know what to tell you, but I could tell you what I was labeled. Yeah. And that has never gone away. So I've, I've, I don't know. 
I, you know, I, I, I found don't know that, how to say that. I, I found that to be I, I found that to be true with essentially everyone I've interviewed where they do not uh notice how how Ryan very uncomfortably sort of was like hmm uh because uh he's obviously become extraordinarily successful he's a great coach he, he's he's a great business leader um but um he hesitates to call himself talented and that isn't to say that he isn't but that is not what primarily has has uh driven you um the the talent maybe has come as a result of all the hard work uh you know and obviously you do have tremendous talent uh, anyway but but just being able to work yourself up uh is is all the talent you need right you just need to get up every day and do do your push-ups whatever that looks like in your business do your business push-ups and your social business you know your social push-ups and your relationship push-ups and 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 all of a sudden years years go by and you're like wow look at that i'm strong uh you know and i so I, I imagine um, everybody I ask never says talent. They always say, yeah, I have a little bit of talent, I guess, but it's really just I work hard. <laughs> and, and how exciting for the rest of us to hear that from top leaders like yourself. I think that's what that's that's the lesson. That's well, yeah, Michael, Michael Jordan, what didn't make uh, the varsity team until he was in high school, what till he was like a junior or something and uh, gone went on to, you know, be probably the greatest of all time. And there's lots of examples of that. Um, the Beatles uh, put in Beatles put in 10,000 hours before they uh, of playing live before they ever did an album. Um, greatest rock group of all time. Most, you know, most of us would agree. So there's, there's lots of stories like this where talent wasn't, wasn't obvious <laughs> and, uh, and it hard is, work. Yeah, it, it is. You know, again, with the school situation, I think I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to say jaded, but I'm a little motivated to, to be outspoken on that. I think, you know, we, you know, our, our society is, is interesting too, because, you know, you have the division of the haves and the have nots. And then, you know, you have this conversation of, of taxes and all this stuff. And I got to tell you something, I think the biggest thief of middle class wealth is these $50,000 a year college tuitions that these kids are going for. And they're learning the same stuff that they were learning in high school. And it's over and over. People say it's a great life experience. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the ink that the paper's written on. Now, maybe if you're going to be, a, of course, if you're going to be a doctor or an engineer, sure. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't feel like academia has got it figured out at all. And um, and I think um, it, it puts labels on all of us. I was just lucky enough to say bullshit. I'll show you. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, there are individuals say, oh, this is who I am. So this is where I belong. And I want people yeah. to break through that mold. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have belief in yourself now, it's okay. You can develop it. If you just do the work, the belief in yourself will come because you'll start yeah. to see results. So if you are thinking, well, I can't be a top producer. Okay. So you, you think you can't be a top producer. What, what if you just acted like one? What if you just did the work that one did and then check in in a year and see how, see how it's going. And I'll bet your, your opinion uh, will change because it's all just hard work. And again, you were saying, don't compare mm -hmm. your insides to someone else's outsides. Uh, you're always going to fall short always going to fall short. Yep. That's exactly right. That's what it comes well, down to. Well, this is a great place to, to wrap up for, for this week. Ryan and I could talk about this for hours and he is too busy and I am too busy for that, but we are so grateful that despite the fact that he runs four or five companies, how many companies do you run now? I think we're on five companies right now. Five companies. Uh, yes. Hundreds so and 
hundreds and hundreds of agents and loan officers and and admin and and support and now developers. I, I have toured uh, Ryan's uh, compound, um, one of his compounds, and uh, where where he has workers, and it's just absolutely incredible what he's built. So if you are a realtor here in in the Chicagoland area or or Indiana, uh, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, now, Florida as well, if you're looking to work with a coaching real estate firm that isn't necessarily going to say, here's all the leads you need, but we're gonna they're going to show you how to generate and create a business and coach you so that you can you can be uh, in charge of your destiny. Uh, Diapel Properties is a fantastic place to check out. And, and if you just go to diapelproperties.com, you'll see all the links to how to contact them. Um, I'm a huge fan uh, of, of them, of course. That's why they're on our show. And um, if, if you're looking for, or if you're just not getting the attention you need uh, from your current firm, check them out. Um, talk to them. Uh, learn the why coaching is is their sort of differentiator. They also have amazing software and, and they built their own systems, which is beyond incredible. But just the coaching alone uh, is is what most of us need, I think. So check them out, dapleproperties.com, and uh, they'd love to talk to you. Thanks, CJ. Well, thanks, Ryan. It was a pleasure having you on again. Before everyone signs off, uh, if, you, if you're still listening, please tell a friend. Think of one other real estate agent that could benefit. And I was just at a kickball event for realtors yesterday, and I had three people come up to me who I did not know uh, and, and, and really uh, tell... Uh, tell me uh, how much the, this show is, has helped them. And, and certainly that's nice to hear for my ego, but uh, really, really believe that, that this can help uh, agents. So just tell a friend, it's free. We do this um, to, to help agents. So tell somebody you know who, might, who, who could use this, this wisdom that Ryan just shared and uh, send them over to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com uh, or just have them search for Keeping It Real in whatever podcast app they use. And uh, we would appreciate it. And then of course, uh, let's support Ryan you know, tell any agents, you know, or loan officers to check out D'April. They have a, they have a title company, they have a loan, uh, a lending company, they are a real estate firm, and uh, much, much else, uh, other things as well. So reach out to them, dapleproperties.com. And Ryan, we will see you on the next episode. Looking forward to it. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, Ryan.